welcome to the Empower Church podcast. My name is Matt Garner, and I'm the pastor at Empower Church here in Melbourne, Australia. We're so glad you've joined us today, and I am believing that today's message is not only going to inspire you and encourage you, but it's going to empower, equip, and challenge you to be everything that God has called you to be. Hey, if you want more information about what we're up to at Empower Church, just jump on our website, empowerchurch.co, and all the details are there. We really hope that you enjoy the message. And uh, let's get into the God's Word today. Father, we thank You that Your presence is here. Father, we do, we, we honour and we acknowledge that your presence is here right now. Whilst we don't understand everything, we don't have the answers, even academically, Father, trying to process and have full understanding of your presence and you being present here right now in this moment, it's hard to explain. But Father, we don't come into this place leaning into academic explanation we come into this place with our hearts desiring to connect with our creator and so right now in this room i pray that there will just be an unlocking of hearts i pray father that by the end of this this few minutes father as we come around your word there would be a deep surrendering of our hearts before you and Lord, even in, in this moment right now, I pray that as you, the gospel, as the message, the good news of Jesus is preached, I pray that miracle signs and wonders would break out in this room. Lord, the kind of things that are just inexplicable, the kind of things, Father, that are life transforming, the kind of things, Father, that change a life forever. I'm asking Holy Spirit that you would do the work that no man can do. You would do the work that no organisation, no religion could do. And you would come and change lives this morning. You would come, Father, as we yield and as we submit to your Word, you would come and move in absolute awe and wonder power in this room today. And we just open up our hearts right now just to receive from you to let your glory come and move today. Let this not just be another sermon, another day that goes by, but let this be a life-changing moment for someone today. In the mighty Name of Jesus, speak to our hearts, change our lives, and let your presence be made manifest in this room. In Jesus' Name, Amen. 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 You know, God is working powerfully in our midst. Did you know that? Let me try that again. Did you know that God is working powerfully in our midst? I'll try it one more time because this is, I feel like I'm in a Presbyterian church this morning. Did you know that God is working powerfully in our midst? Did you know that? Who, who, who here this morning? Wait, can I just have a little bit more, bro? Um, who here this morning has had God just bless them in a way this week, just this week alone? Who's, who's just give me a wave of hands? It's just like, God has just been good to me this week. Come on, give me a wave. Don't be shy. Keep it up. Give a wave offering, high five or something like that, whatever you want to do. God is so good. God is so good. 
The Bible says that we overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And testimony is the spirit of prophecy. When we testify of something, when we testify of something, it's like we're prophesying the possibilities of God. And you think you're just sitting next to an ordinary person today. Nicole's not thinking that about a Cole because he's amazing. But just by way of information, Colin is not just an ordinary person sitting in the, in the church pew today. Don't clap too loud, folks, please. Glory to Jesus only, all right? He's like, give it these ones. It's like Carlton yesterday, only just one. But anyway, um, distracted. But the gospel reached the good news of who Jesus is at some point in Colin's journey, touched him. And when God touches a life, a life is changed forever. And so now, Cole and Nicole, they're a walking, living, the, the New Testament says they're a walking, living epistle. What does that mean? They're actually God's Word in motion to their world. <laughs> they're a walking, living testimony of the transforming power of Jesus Himself through the Holy Spirit. Amen. So you're not, you're sitting next to someone right now that, that, well, arguably, most of you are sitting next to someone right now that has been so touched by the presence and the power of God that it has not only changed their life, but it's gonna change their kids' life. It's gonna change their grandkids' life. It's gonna change generations of lives all because of the work of Jesus. And this is the good news. Do you feel it right now? I feel it. Because this is what God does. So when you bring a testimony, this I'm off my notes right now if you haven't noticed, but when you bring testimony, when you bring testimony, you are prophesying the possibilities of God over someone else's life. When you testify, Jesse, would you, I'm gonna bring the microphone up to you actually. We're going rogue here, folks. Vanessa. Would you just share just what you texted me yesterday about? Oh. Yeah, great news. So Nonna, my grandma, came to visit three weeks ago and um, she's 87 and um, she's had bad arthritis in her neck and she's been getting really bad pain, hasn't been able to sleep, on pain medication like every six hours. And um, there was a call to pray for the sick that morning. And so myself and a couple of people around her prayed for her and praise God, Jehovah Rapha, he uh, healed her and she hasn't, I spoke to her this week and she said, oh, praise of God, praise of God. <laughs> and uh, she hasn't been on any of the arthritis medication, um, no Nurofen, no any other painkillers. She said, it's completely gone, it's gone, it's gone for three weeks, so yeah. Praise the God. That was pretty good. I'm not Italian either, by the way. Isn't that good? 
Now what's gonna happen because we just released that testimony of the possibilities of God right now, God's gonna start healing people. So if you're sick in your body, just raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand if you've got sickness in your body. Come on people, we're, we're a church full of ministers, not members. Just go and find someone. Quickly get up out of your seat, don't wait. Go and pray for them, lay hands on them. Go lay hands on them. I, I feel in my spirit the Lord saying He wants to heal immune disease right now. In the name of Jesus, even there's someone that's uh, been struggling around their mental health. I'm sure that's a word for a lot of people, but the doctors have specifically said there's a chemical imbalance and the Lord is just correcting that right now in the mighty name of Jesus. There's someone that the doctors have said to you, your bones are weak. And I hear the Lord just saying, I'm strengthening your bones right now. I'm strengthening your bones right now. They've said something along the lines of like, there's microscopic holes in the bone. And I just hear the Lord saying it, saying He's healing you right now in the Name of Jesus. In the Name of Jesus. Father, we just declare mass healing over this room right now in Jesus' mighty Name. Mass deliverance, Father, set people free. Set people free of disease and sickness, Lord. You are Jehovah Rapha. We've been singing about who You are. And God, You are faithful and You're incredible and You're powerful. So we just thank You, Lord, right now for healing in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Church is not meant to be this boring, quiet, dormant place. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to shift in this atmosphere this morning. I'm trying to help you to see. Like, it's like you're sitting, like you're sitting with family, number one. And so while you might be nervous about something, and I'm sure you don't know everyone like family, and that's okay, I get that but you're sitting with people that are cheering on the work of God in your life. And so this environment is, a, is gotta be, not gotta be, it should be a place of God's manifest presence and His glory, amen. I said this place should be a place of His manifest presence. We shouldn't just be here and just expect a nice message. We should be expecting the very work of the Spirit. You know, the world and those that don't know Jesus, they're, they're waiting for the God of your life to show up. Can we just go there for a moment? Can we talk real? <laughs> oh, welcome, visitors, welcome. <laughs> We're gonna get real today. I'm rolling up my unironed shirt. The world have a disregard for the church because we talk it up in here, but we're anemic in the spirit realm because we focus on, on the doing of Christianity rather than allow the deepest work of the spirit to transform us on the inside out. And so as a result, our spirituality, us being a Christian is defined by what we do on a Sunday morning. But the truth is us being a Christian is not, being, is not defined by here. It's defined by 
what the finished work of Jesus, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus has accomplished for us. And then by the Spirit, God's active agent on the earth, we are transformed into the image of Jesus. So our attendance isn't to to a Sunday service, for example, is not to be right with God. Our attendance to small groups or other engagements that we have in kind of the bigger religious kind of behaviour and story of church, it, it doesn't make us more right with Jesus. The only thing that makes us right with Jesus is the work that He accomplished for us. And you've heard me say it before that He got what we deserve, the punishment of sin and death, so that we could receive what He deserved as a perfect, sinless human being. The Son of Man and the Son of God, who bore our sin and our transgressions, who took upon the weight of the world upon His shoulders. who bore all of our sin, our shame, every addiction, every secret sin, everything that you've had going on in your life. The Bible says that He was crucified before the foundations of the world. And so the Bible, I don't have time to unpack that today. Come to Jesus' nights and we're gonna have a crazy theological time. It's gonna be awesome. But friend, what it means is, is that, see, Jesus as the Word exists outside of time. And so when He was crucified before the foundations of the world, it was for sin that was past, present and future. And so as a result, like Romans teaches us, just because we know this truth doesn't, and we know the grace of God doesn't mean we go on willingly sinning. The work of grace in our life isn't so that we can sin more. The true work of grace in our life is so that we are transformed by a supernatural power into the image of Jesus. Makes us more like Him. But the truth is, is we don't get right with God by doing. We get right with God by receiving the finished work of the cross. And some of us have done some really terrible things in our life where we even believe that we're unworthy of His forgiveness. But Jesus in His love for us, the Bible tells us that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died and gave Himself for us. I had a big plan this morning to um, start a series, um, really talking about stewardship over the next kind of five or six weeks. And um, if you like, normally when you hear stewardship, you think money. But the truth is, is God's not after your money. God doesn't exist in this realm that He needs your money. Religion has done such a bad job. In fact, I wanna take the opportunity as a pastor, as a church leader to apologise you how we've presented God and money because we've done a really, really terrible job. Can we go a little bit deeper on that? I wanna apologise as a minister to you because ministers have tried to manipulate, manipulate you into giving through vehicles of vision and other things 
to try to get you to support the organisation of the church. And whilst I think the support and giving are absolutely a biblical thing, the church has butchered the idea of what stewardship is about. Because God doesn't need your money. You're not saved because you tithe. I know some really good tithers that gossip pretty hard too. And I reckon their gossip does a lot of damage. And I'm just trying to help you to see today that it's not about those things. God doesn't exist or think the way that we think. And so there's nothing wrong with giving and all those sorts of things. That's not what I'm saying. I'm trying to help you to see today that God operates in a different realm. And a part of the message that I wanted to share today, which I'm not going to, but one of the points was, is that the enemy has got us so occupied with this third dimensional world, this world that we live in here. And so we are so preoccupied with stuff and money and houses and clothes and cars and all those sorts of things. And in one breath, I have no issue with some of those things. However, the truth is, is that is not the thing that God wants. That is not the thing that God desires. Do you know what God desires? God desires you. God in this time is not trying to build bigger buildings. He is not trying to build the most grand cathedral so that the world would marvel at how wonderful the architecture is how beautiful the stained glass windows are, how wowing the LED screens are, how incredible and articulate the ministers are, how much their shoes are worth. Hashtag preacher sneakers. God is not looking at any of those. He's not building any of those things in this time. He's not after any of those things in this time. He's got us so busy, the enemy has got us so busy trying to be like the world and model success after the world. Bigger, 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 more, more, more. Accumulate stuff, stuff, stuff. But the truth is, the one simple thing that God wants is your heart. Just your heart. Just, just your heart. Just your heart. He just wants you. I want to honour our volunteers and those that come to help set up and do all those sorts of things just so that we can have this moment and as we serve God in setting up and doing speakers and songs and coffee and, and banners and all those sorts of things, it's all because we have in our spirit and we have in our heart that God loves you. <laughs> That's it. And the one thing that God is building in this time, it's not any of those big things, it's not the buildings, it's not this. God is building His church. God is building a people. 
God is building a people that have been transformed by the message of the gospel. God is building, God, the mega church that God is building. And listen, heaven is a mega church. So if you hate mega churches, you're not gonna like heaven because heaven's gonna be a big, full, loud place. That's the truth of it. It's not about size, but what we have an individual responsibility of is where is our heart? Because the one thing that we have responsibility to steward of what all of life flows from is the heart. It's in here. And I think sometimes we're just so preoccupied with this kind of 3D world that we forget that there's a realm. I'm not, I wanna talk a bit about that tonight at our 5 p.m. service. But there's a realm that God through the work of Jesus has made a way for us to access. No scriptures, just sharing as a family today, just talking just shifting heart, just making sure that your heart's in the right place. I really am. Just making sure your heart is right before God and really coming as that kind of prodder, that poker. Because God has set up laws, spiritual laws, just like there are natural laws in this world. There's the law of gravity. There's the law of aerodynamics, there's all these different laws I've written down because I had to write them down because I'm not that smart enough to remember them. But every day we wake up and by faith, we apply those natural laws. The law of motion, the law of gravity, we just have an expectation that they're gonna work. And so without even realising, every person on planet Earth by faith believes that those natural laws are just gonna be a thing that work. That's why farmers sow seed because there's a law of sowing and reaping. So they put a seed that has the potential of, a, of fruit of a tree, of an orchard inside, and they push it into the ground and they understand that if that seed goes into the right environment, then that seed will grow. It's the law of sowing and reaping. And there's all these natural laws, but equally so, there are all these spiritual laws. Spiritual laws. The only thing that I wanna mention about those today is that they all flow from the heart. That's where it starts, the heart. In fact, there is a system, I wanna use some strange language just to get your mind going for a moment. There is a system by which salvation happens. It's called the law of confession. It's not blab it and grab it, it's the law of confession. And God set a system. Aren't you thankful that it wasn't just that God set a system, instead of just kind of saying, hey, Jesus, you need to be everywhere. You need to do, you need to, um, only those that hear, hear the gospel from you can be saved. No, God set a law called the gospel being preached, that whenever his, his, the gospel is preached, the Bible says, if you hear it, if you believe it in your heart, 
and you confess it with your mouth, Romans tells us that you shall be saved. It's a spiritual law. And so now we can be in a theatre in a university talking about the, the gospel, preaching the gospel, telling you that God loves you and a spiritual law is in motion and it's the law of salvation, it's the law, but it, it comes back so you can just, you can say it and we've seen lots of altar calls in the, in the evangelical charismatic Pentecostal church over the years where we've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people up the front who raise a hand. But the confession is not where it begins. The heart is where it begins. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. The very foundation of your relationship with God started when the Holy Spirit started moving on your heart. So we must be good stewards of our heart because the way the enemy wants to dull down douse the flames of your faith in God, your devotion to God is in the heart. So I wanna ask you a really simple question this morning. I've gone on a, on a bit of a ramble. But what is the condition of your heart? What is the condition of your heart? Do you feel your heart is right before Him? Do you feel that there are areas of your heart where you just need to just come before Him? Say, God, I bring this area of my heart to You. I specifically sense right now under the unction of the Holy Spirit that there are people that you've allowed disappointment to shape your heart. Especially in the era of your devotion and ministry to Him and for Him. Something didn't happen a certain way and so you've, your heart has been touched by disappointment. And as a result, you've stopped offering that part of your life to Him. And the Lord's just calling your name today. Can we just stand? We're just gonna pray, we're gonna close. I should pray and fast more often, man. It's 11.21. It's normally 11.51 and I'm wrapping up. What's going on here? But come on, your heart, your heart, your heart, your heart. Now we are gonna do something that we don't do a lot of. We do a lot, but we don't... Um, we do it in a really soft, cushy kind of way. But I sense that the Lord is just dealing with heart, heart issues right now. Heart stuff, deep stuff, unforgiveness, bitterness, disappointment, family stuff. And all these things happen. They, they really affect our heart at times. And sometimes it isn't until these divine moments that we really realise when the Holy Spirit starts knocking on that door that we realise just how hard our heart has become. 
And I don't want to really presume um, what's going on in your heart. I just want to create an opportunity for you to respond to Him. I just want to create that opportunity. I really do. And even as some of you respond in a moment, I believe even as you walk up, the healing's gonna start taking place because the step of faith of even just getting out of your seat is gonna be a huge part of the healing process of you just saying, I'm just, God, I'm bringing this to you. I'm dealing with this now. I bring it to you. There's some people here today, we're not gonna have like a mass prayer. We're not gonna, um, you know, we're not gonna necessarily um, lead people in a prayer or anything like that. But there's some people here today that you don't know Jesus and you've had your heart shut off to Him for a long time. (laughs) And of all the messages and of all the thoughts and of all the services you could have come to, you came to this one today. And I'm sorry, it's not what it normally is, but God just knows what your heart needs. And you've lived and you've observed and you've seen the testimony of God's work but you've never surrendered your own heart to Him. And in a moment, you're gonna do that. And so all we're gonna do today is the worship team are gonna come wherever you are, if you can, unless you wanna respond, you can respond too, it's up to you. But we're just gonna, we're gonna respond. And if you say, if you're feeling like, God, you know what, my heart, I need to surrender it again. I need to surrender it again. You know, I'm particularly thinking right now in my mind for those that are kind of like 60 plus and you're like, it's time for the next generation's turn. Uh Uh-uh, it's your turn. It's your turn. Don't let that heart creep in. God's a generational God. And bring your heart to Him today. God's not done. He's really not done. And so the thing that we're gonna do that we don't normally do is I'm gonna invite you to come. And for those of you that have not been in a service like this, we kind of call this front area the altar. It's real real weird old school language, but it's the altar is a place where we come to get altered. We just come to just, God, here I am. There's nothing special about this area at the front hasn't been anointed with some special oil from Israel. (laughs) It's just carpet in Latrobe, come on. But what is special is your walk of faith. What is special is the response of your heart in saying, God, here I am. And so just as we sing, I don't know what we're gonna sing, just do whatever. I just want you to, if you say, that's me, I want you to just come and I want you to stand, I want you to worship, I want you to bring your heart, I want you to speak to God. I want you to do that. Can we just dim the lights a little bit? And can we just come and bring our hearts before Him? And if that's you, come on, just come now. Don't wait. You can have my heart. You can have it all. Laying down my Again, you can have my heart. You can have my heart. Yes, you can. 
close this service in five minutes but I just get a sense that in my heart I actually see this this area full of people